Hello there. My name is Father John Harrison. I am a Superior Rector of St. John Newman Residence in Timonium, Maryland. Today's Gospel passage tells us that no sooner had Jesus left the wilderness than he was faced with another decision. He knew that for him the hour had struck. He had settled once and for all the method that he was going to take. Now he had to decide where he would start. He began in Galilee. Galilee was an area in the north of Palestine, about 50 miles from north to south and 25 miles from east to west. The name itself means a circle and comes from the Hebrew word Galil. It was also called so-called because it was surrounded by non-Jewish nations. Because of that, new influences had always played upon Galilee, and it was the most forward-looking and the least conservative part of Palestine. It was extraordinarily densely populated. Josephus, who was himself at one time governor of the area, said that it had 204 villages or towns, none with a population less than 15,000. It seems incredible that there could be some 3 million people congregated in Galilee. It was a land of extraordinary fertility. There was a proverb which said, It is easier to raise a legion of olive trees in Galilee than to bring up one child in Judea. The wonderful climate and the superb water supply made it a garden of Palestine. The very list of trees which grew there shows how amazingly fertile it was. The vine, the olive, the fig, the oak, the walnut, the terebinth, the palm, the cedar, the cypress, the balsam, the fir tree, the pine, the sycamore, the bay tree, the myrtle, the almond, the pomegranate, the citron, and the oleander. The Galileans themselves were the highlanders of Palestine. Josephus says of them, they were ever fond of innovations and by nature disposed to changes and delighted in seditions. They were ever ready to follow a leader who would begin an insurrection. They were quick in temper and given to quarreling. The Galileans, it was said, have never been destitute of courage. They were ever more anxious for honor than for gain. That is the land in which Jesus began. It was his own land, and it would give him, at least at the beginning, an audience who would listen and take to his message. He also began in the synagogue. The synagogue is the real center of religious life in Palestine. There was only one temple, but the law and that wherever there was ten Jewish families, there must be a synagogue. And so in every town and village, there was in a synagogue that the people met to worship. There were no sacrifices in the synagogue. The temple was designed for sacrifice, the synagogue for teaching. 
But how could Jesus gain an entry into the synagogue, and how could he, a layman, the carpenter of Nazareth, deliver his message there? In the synagogue services, there were three parts. The worship part in which the prayer was offered. Then the reading of the scriptures. Seven people from the congregation read. As they read, the ancient Hebrew, which was no longer widely understood, was translated by the Targumist into Aramaic or Greek in the case of the law, one verse at a time, and in the case of the prophets, three verses at a time. The teaching part. In the synagogue, there was no professional ministry nor any one person to give the address. The president would invite any distinguished person present to speak and discussion and talk would follow. That is how Jesus got his chance. The synagogue and its platform were open to him at this stage. The passage ends by saying that he is held in high reputation by all. This period of Jesus' ministry has been called the Galilean springtime. He has come like a breath of the very wind of God. The opposition had not yet crystallized. Men's hearts were hungry for the word of life, and they had not yet realized what a blow he was to strike at the orthodoxy of his time. A man with a message will always command an audience. This is our message for today. May God bless you and have a great day.